This episode of This Podcast is Making Me Thirsty is brought to you by Kruger Industrial Smoothing. Welcome to This Podcast is Making Me Thirsty, the number one destination for Seinfeld fans. Do us a solid. Check out our YouTube channel, This Podcast is Making Me Thirsty. Subscribe. Rate and review us on iTunes. If you dig it, please pass it on. Check out our website, SeinfeldPodcast.com. Email us at this podcast is making me thirsty at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at this thirsty. Follow us on Instagram at this thirsty. Thank you for listening. Enjoy. This podcast is making me thirsty. Welcome to this podcast is making me thirsty. The number one destination for Seinfeld fans. This episode 126. Wow. Today's guest has been in more than 50 television shows and films, including The Sopranos, Mike and Molly, The Bronx is Burning and Blue Bloods. He's a co-creator, executive producer and stars in the AMC series Cooper's Bar. And of course, he played Jerry's neighbor, Phil, in the season nine episode of Seinfeld, The Strong Box. Please welcome Lou Mastillo. Lou, thanks for joining my pleasure, guys. Very happy to be here. Buffalo's native son, welcome to the program. So, <laughs> Lou, take us back 24 years ago, if you can believe it. Yes. The the Strongbox aired on Thursday night at NBC. Yes. What? Uh, tell us a little bit about how the the role of Phil came about. Obviously, the the neighbor that lived right. with lived next to Jerry for all those years without him knowing but uh would love to hear a, bit, a little bit about uh the audition process kind of how you got the role any connections uh to Seinfeld would be great yeah um I had you know I loved the show and it was the final season and I hadn't been on it um I in fact I I don't think I, I think I auditioned one other time for it so I went in for Phil and there's the the sides were the scene on the elevator after they locked me out of the building. So the first scene we, we read was them locking me out of the building. And then the second scene we read was the elevator scene. And um, I, I think they enjoyed the way um, I said, yeah, when he asks me, <laughs> you live in the building. Yeah. So it got laughs at the audition. It got laughs. And, um, you know, I was, you know, as always, you wait to see if they want you to give you any notes or do it again. And um, Jerry was in the room along with uh, Dan O'Keefe, who wrote it. Yeah. And um, and they were, no, great, perfect. You know, um, and Mark Hirschfeld, you know, and um, I said, you sure? And they were, no, no, no. Beautiful. We loved it. And so um, later in later on that day, I believe I got the call that I got it. Now you know, I was very excited. There were some great people in that episode too. I mean, Ileana Douglas, who was a, who yeah. was an old friend of mine, I went to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts with her. So that was really fun to have her on the show. And um, what it was also too is. Uh, uh, Dan and um, I, they, uh, these guys went on to do Veep, uh, Billy, Billy Kimball. 
Mm-hmm. They, yep. they went on yep. to do you know wonderful writers. They went on to do Veep and a bunch of stuff. They had come up and said the only unfortunate thing about this is this guy would have been great if he came around like three years earlier. Yeah. Because, you know, he would have been a great, I mean, they could have busted this guy's balls for years, you know, <laughs> you know, get yeah. a new parrot. They could have killed his second parrot, you know, who knows? But, yeah. um, but that was the conversation like, damn, this character is a really great character as the guy, a couple of doors down. And they actually even talked about, um, maybe we could come by the end of the season see this guy again and of course i i wasn't expecting that to happen because i'm sure they were backed up on storyline you know as terms of the final season but yeah i mean yeah and the strong box was one of the last episodes i think it was like the eighth to last actually yeah. so they were there they you got on just just in time which just is great time, yeah um yeah i mean that first scene is so good it's really it's in your facial expressions it really would get me every time <laughs> just the deadpan look straight ahead on the elevator and then when you get to the door and jerry's like well i'll see you and then the door just slams like you yeah. just slam it shut yeah. Um, I was wondering if that was, uh, that sort of like that, that, uh, I don't know if you remember, but was that part of the, like, when did that part of the shut the door on Jerry saying like, I'll see you around. Was that script? Was that you guys working it out? Was it directly? Yeah, that or? was, that was, um, Andy Ackerman, you know, yeah. I remember him saying that don't even let him get the, just, just yeah. slam it <laughs> in his face. Also, they kept the take the first take I at that door and Jason wonderfully closed the door slowly, like sort of played it like, yeah, you know, we're not letting you, you know. <laughs> and I, I lean forward and my nose goes like this on the glass. So it really was a, this wonderful accident because it it's it's hysterical. It looks really funny when, you know, the nose goes off to one side. You know, it was really great. Yeah. Yeah, such a such a fun episode. And yeah, we spoke with with Dan O'Keefe, who wrote the show. Um, Alex Cap was a part of that episode as well. Yeah, when she was kind of talking to the fruit. To your point, a lot of great actors on that episode. Yeah, she that, went on to do um, uh, the uh, old adventures, uh, the, the new old adventures. Person, of yeah, scene. yeah, yeah. With uh, Julia, funny. yeah, it's incredible yeah. how the the connections never stop, right? Yeah, yeah. So speak of that. So you you said you auditioned in the in the past. Do you remember what that was for? Or what season? You know what i i do I don't remember what character it was. And I was thinking about this all day today, <laughs> and I couldn't come up with it. I couldn't. I know, I'm trying to I'm trying to picture who it would have been. I mean, because listen, the, Hirschfeld typically gets everything right. He got it right with you with Phil. Oh, um, he's he's one of the great casting directors. You know, uh, you know. Uh, Lee, Lieberman Herschel were have, they they were great to me over the years in terms of pilots and the whole Mag Lieberman was always wonderful to to me and so is Mark um, and they're great casting directors yeah yeah that's that's great to hear and we've we've heard kind of from casting directors to you mentioned Ackerman to the to the big four how gracious they were but you yeah. I mean you were there during a really unique period, right? Eighth to last episode of Seinfeld. Yeah. I mean, what do you kind of remember about the vibe and kind of how how people were acting that last, those last couple, uh, I guess, months of the show? I will say without hesitation that they were 
um, kind and humble and welcoming. And um, I won't mention, but I've been on other shows that have been lesser, way lesser hits, hits, Mm. but way lesser hits than Seinfeld and did not get the same treatment. So you're talking about Night Court, Lou, right? Night Court. We've heard heard about we've heard about Night Court not being the best. (laughs) Night Court. um, (laughs) The last season of Night Court, um, it wasn't an easy place to to be, although. John Larroquette was wonderful to me when we started filming it. And um, uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it, it wasn't the friendly, Harry Anderson was sweet, you know, but it, it wasn't the, uh, you know, the Seinfeld was a much more warm, uh, welcoming for being in their final season. Um, and what I found really incredible is that, Michael Richards would still spend a good amount of time doing his entrances, the sliding entrances. Yeah. Like I sat there one day with a cup of coffee and just watched him for five minutes, opening the door, sliding in, going back around, opening the door, sliding in. So he was still doing that. I thought it was very noble that the guy was still, you know, not resting at his Right. This is like end of, end of nine seasons. He's still doing it. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. The devotion to the craft. Yeah, yeah, that's incredible. And everybody um, was great. I mean, everybody was really funny and telling stories about, you know. And I remember Seinfeld said the most interesting thing. And, and there's always that, you know, because I, New York has always been my base. And, you know, you're forced to have to go out in Los Angeles because the work, there was so much more work out there. So I would go out at stretches at a time, rent places from friends. And, um, you know, but I really can't live out there full time. I, I, I don't know. I just I'm one of the, I've had friends who were, have gone out there, left their apartment in New York. They love it. They got a backyard. They're happy. I just, it was, I, I always have to have this New York thing. I, so I asked Seinfeld, I remember asking him, because there's always that conversation about New York, LA, New York, LA. And I asked him now, in terms of work, there's enough work here. It's kind of balancing out. So it's great. But I asked him, you could do the show anywhere at this point. You live in New York. Why don't, you know, why didn't you just, go there and do the final seasons in New York. And he said, because I'm here 14 hours a day. Mm. And if I was in New York doing this, I would be thinking all day, what am I missing? Mm. And I know in Los Angeles, I'm not missing anything. (laughs) 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 And I thought, I thought, boy, that's, you know, that's an interesting way of putting it. And um, I've quoted him numerous times, you know. Yeah, that is. It's, uh, uh, he's, I think he's back in New York now. Um, yeah. You know, it's funny. You mentioned Jerry and the rest of the crew, but um, Larry David, you know, he wasn't technically there in season nine. We've heard stories that he has been on set in, even in eight and nine when he wasn't technically running the show anymore. Yeah. 
But um, we know you were also in Curb, like the second episode, I think, ever of Curb you were in. Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah. So I was wondering how how that happened. Was it was it was it just through auditioning for Curb, or did you know Larry? Was Larry in the set at Seinfeld? I, just kind of curious there. Um, I think Larry had seen the episode. Okay, and um, and I knew Jeff a little bit from a pilot years ago. And 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 the improv audition went really well. It was a lot of fun. And um, so yeah, that second we did it at the bowling alley in uh, yeah. the Lake. Yeah, and um, I remember thinking, how are they going to do this show? How? Because how they set it up was each character had a line that they needed to say to move the scene forward. And the line would come in, everybody's different lines would come in each take at different times. And my, I, I was always thinking, how are they gonna edit this? Yeah. And then I watched the episode and it was like, holy shit. This is like, I couldn't <laughs> believe it. And, and because I literally was sitting there going, okay, I said the line this time way at the end of this. I don't know. Ted Danson said his line before mine. I said it after. I, I was like, my head was spinning. But each time we did it without stopping. So uh, they so got just good, kept going. They got good takes. But my question was, Jesus Christ, I, you know, the guy who edits this thing is... Yeah. You know, from another planet. Yeah, and David Steinberg, I think, directed that episode. He did, I'm David Steinberg, right? Legend. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yeah. And I used to always watch him on the Tonight Show, so that was interesting. Yeah, yeah, pr pretty cool to be part of kind of two memorable episodes. Yeah. Uh, you know, late, late Seinfeld and early, early Curb. So you kind of had to, you know, yeah. both, both, both sides of it. So. Uh, so back to Seinfeld. I mean, what do you? I mean, uh, the scenes are great. I love when Jerry kind of knocks on your door. The whole thing with with your wife. I mean, th that was probably the most memorable memorable part, <laughs> at least for me. Your maid. Um, yeah. Your maid. It's my wife. I mean, it's just really funny. So I don't know how you held a, a straight face there, but we did you, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what do you remember about some of those scenes? You know, you could tell, like, like you said, if you came on earlier, you would have been like kind of Kramer's buddy. You know, I bet Kramer knew you all that time, right? You had that kind of thing with Kramer, and obviously the the awkwardness with Jerry was kind of, yeah, uh, obviously what made it funny. But um, what do you remember most about that scene with your your wife, if you will? Uh, well, yeah, it was. I, you know, what I remember about it is <laughs> that. I would wait, you know, and we, you know, okay, and action, you know, and I'd wait and open the door. <laughs> and, you know, of course, I had, you know, I, I had to sort of be marked so I could open, we could open the door and they could see my wife, you know. Yeah. And so, I mean, I tried all kinds of different takes. The one that they used was like total, how dare you? You know, I think one take, I think I went, that's my wife, you know, but the one take the you one they used was like, how could you say that? You know, it yeah. was just such and everybody it got a huge laugh and and it, you know, because it's 
listen, that show was written. I mean, it, it, it was like, it just was so funny. You didn't have to really work. Right. You know, it just basically, you could do it three times and try a couple of different ways. And I think that was probably the third take. And they, they love that, you know, desperation. And so we did it again and, and moved on. It was pretty quick. We moved on pretty quick. Yeah. Was the um was the was that last cemetery when when they're digging up digging up the <laughs> the bird there the parrot uh was that shot in front of the audience or was that no. off somewhere that was that no. was off no uh, we did that on the lot yeah yeah That's we, a great we one shot too. it on the lot you know so um yeah it, it just and it was like you know um to be able to you know like Ileana being there and Jason ended up um directing a Mike and Molly. Oh, wow. uh, Vince takes a bath, which is, which was a lead episode for me, and uh, he did a hell of a job. Yeah, he did a hell of a job. He had me. I he had to deal with a few. Um, you know, uh, that's the thing when you come in and guess direct. It's a lot of people breathing down your neck, right? And I think he handled it well. And I, 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 if if you get a chance to watch that episode, it's really funny. Yeah, well, definitely. So that's interesting. Did that happen? Or like, because Seinfeld is kind of a different, right? Kind of like a small knit, you know, Ackerman, yeah. Sharonis. Yeah. Uh, Jason did one episode. I think Steinberg did another. Like, very rare that someone else directed. Did that happen a lot on other sitcoms well, where you had a lot of guest directors? Mike and Molly, we, Jimmy Burroughs did the first three seasons. Yes. And Jimmy, Jimmy, after Cheers, he doesn't, he never really hangs around. For more than a year and he really enjoyed Mike and Molly so he stayed three and then he took off and um we had people that would come in and do like three weeks in a row and then somebody come in you know uh Victor Gonzalez would come in and do a month and then in through that uh, David Trainer did a, a bunch of them like a group of them and then they you know Jason met the producer and they, they got on and um, he came in and he, and he did it. And it was, uh, it was nice to see him. His, uh, his cousin lives in Buffalo. So he goes to Buffalo a lot. His, uh, his cousin's a sports uh, announcer. In Buffalo. Well, Lou, while we think of Buffalo, uh, Anchor Bar or, or Duff's, which is the. Uh, How do way? you know? How do you know that? Just to be visit. Yeah. Just. People I got, I, 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 my wife's uncle is from Buffalo, so I'm a Duff's guy. Okay, but if you really want to know my all-time favorite, I'm from the South Side, and there's chicken wings from a joint called Smitty's. That's you, what I was raised. Do on. you mention? Because you mentioned, do you mention Smitty's and uh, Eddie Brady's Tavern? You mentioned yeah. all of this, yeah. yeah. And those are real joints. I yeah. Those are all real joints. And so the people from Buffalo that we, you know, we got an Emmy nomination. Cooper's got an Emmy nomination. Yeah. Ray Seahorn got one for uh, um, best actress in a short form. The only thing with the short form, I, I don't get this with, with, I understand it's a small category, but what does it take to just do three separate categories? Short form comedy, short form drama, short form variety there's enough shows yeah, they put them all out. in one so i heard we got nosed out in terms of a nomination by carpool karaoke you know which 
is fine, but it, it's not even, it's too different. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. Well, so Lou, did, did you film that since you were big on the uh, L.A. thing? Did you film that in New York? Where did you film? No, we were, no in L.A. When I did Mike and Molly, I um, got a stipend to move to, while we were shooting. To, and I rented this place and I ended up becoming very good friends with the guy and his wife. And um, because they had this the, the backyard was kind of a mess. And like I fixed the backyard up and everything. So so. I still keep this place because it's crazy not to. It's like the perfect tax write-off. It's like, you know, um, <laughs> I hope nobody from the IRS is listening. But, you know, <laughs> it's the perfect fucking – it's great. So we film that in our backyard. That's real, then. That's not a set. That's really no. the bar that you built. But, That's incredible. Yeah, but now we – you know, if it, I hope we carry on with this thing. If we do, it'll be enough where – they're going to have to recreate it somewhere because they won't give us the permits right. for that long of a period of time. Maybe, yeah. maybe a day here and a day there. The other funny story that just came, I don't know, when that week I worked on Seinfeld is Julia Louis-Dreyfus is in the Woody Allen movie, I believe, Deconstructing Harry. Yeah. Is that correct? I think um, she is. It sounds okay. right to me. Yeah. yeah. So she was talking about it with Ileana, and we were just kind of standing there with coffee. And she was telling the story, and I mean, we were we've fallen over laughing because Woody Allen, I guess, does not send out the script. He offers you the role, and you either say yes or no. He doesn't even tell you who you're playing. It's just, do you want to be in Woody Allen's next movie? Yes or no. And she was like, well, I, you know, I'd like to at least find out what I'm doing. Doesn't do it, you know, unless you're the lead or something, you know, do you want to do it? So her agent finally called her and said, oh, come on. It's a Woody Allen movie. What, 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 like, what do you think it's going to be? Like, you, you, you giving somebody a blowjob? <laughs> and she gets the script. And it's her giving somebody a blowjob. <laughs> And if you watch the movie, Richard Benjamin is standing there going, uh, and she comes up into the frame. Yeah. We, we were we were laughing so hard. And I thought, you know, it was like one of the funniest show business stories I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> that is great. Yeah. So, you know. oh my but God. she was, I got to tell you, what a talent. Man, is she good. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. So, and she could do. Did you ever see the movie she did with Jimmy Gandolfini? I, uh, you know, I didn't watch it yet. Oh, no, man. I know which one you're talking about. She I haven't brought myself wonder. to watch it because I just I feel mean, sad. She can do anything. Yeah, she can do anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we 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 were going to get there. I mean, you just mentioned James. I know you, you had you had a great role in The Sopranos. Um, you know, with Tony Sirico recently passing and, and you, yeah. know, you had such a great role, Salvitro. I mean, yeah. uh, you're blessed to work. I mean, you get, La you know, Larry David and, and David Chase, two, two of the, two of the greats from that yeah, era, very, you know, yeah. very fortunate in that way. And, um, you know what, they're both, it's the, the, the thing is the similarity with great people like that is their vision is what they, uh, in terms of what they want to do. doesn't matter if it's comedy or whatever drama is so specific that 
and they know how to execute it. And I go back to the curb thing, you know, I mean, it's been going on how many years now? And that's how they do it. You know, they piece that together and it's, it's just brilliant. You know, I just, it's, it's amazing to me. Um, and, uh, but I got to tell you, oh, and Jerry ended up hiring me again when he, he was doing these American Express commercials oh, yeah. uh, with Barry Levinson. And um, he hired me again as this maitre d' who seats Superman. I don't know. <laughs> I think they, they were commercials for uh, online. I never saw them on TV. But uh, that was interesting, too. And we did it at a place that I hung out in in New York called McHale's. Yeah. yeah. McHale's. Oh, is that on uh, like 44th and 8th, of, like up there? 46th and 8th. Yeah, they ripped down that whole corner and it's gone, you know. Uh, Hell's Kitchen is not, uh, it's not what it used to be. I'll tell you that. Moment. Right. There's a wonderful stage actor, well, film actor, a guy named Reg Rogers. I did a play with him in the fall. Guy's a brilliant actor. But we, after we got done working one night, we had a drink and we were talking about everywhere in Hell's Kitchen that's gone. And it was, <laughs> it was mine. Because he would think of one and then I'd go, yeah. what? And then i think of one. I think it was like 10 minutes of places that are gone. You know, sad. Tobacco Road wasn't tobacco. Yeah, tobacco Road, I think, was. Oh yeah, that was a, yeah, that was a crazy yeah. place, man. Oh, man. There was like there was Pan Alley. There was berries. Yeah. There was Barrymore's. I mean, the list just goes on and on. And, and Reg just kept coming up with new ones, you know. And I was like, "That's right, jeez, La Strada." I mean, it just goes on and on. But uh, I'm up in Harlem now. I'm up. I twenty years ago, my wife and I came up. We went up to East Harlem on Madison Avenue right by this Marcus Garvey park. And I like it up here. It's nice. It's, it's quiet. You know, I mean, Madison Avenue is sort of this, there's, there's no real businesses on it. It's just sort of, so it's not bad. And I could walk West or East and there's things to do. I go over and have a drink at Rayo's every now and then. There you go. Oh, yeah? There you no, go. Yeah. I mean, you can't sit down and eat, but it's a trip to go in there and have a drink. Yeah. yeah, just just drop Jerry's name. He'll get you. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so yeah. A, a guy from Buffalo, right, makes his way down to the city. How, like, how young were you when you kind of I went, went to New York? I don't mean to sound like some sort of like Bugsby Berkeley, um, you know, movie, but I moved to New York in 1981. I was 22. I had 600 bucks in my pocket. And... I got accepted to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts and I checked in <laughs> into the Sloan House YMCA on 9th Avenue and 34th Street, which was, it, I, stay, I, I stayed there a little too long um, because I was just having a hard time. I was, I, I, I was couch surfing and then I moved back into the place and everything. And I finally got my first apartment um, you know the actor Elias Kateas? Wonderful. You would have been in a wonderful, wonderful actor. Um, he, ton of movies. You would know him in a second when you saw him. <laughs> and uh, great guy. And he's Greek. And he said, listen, 
there's this apartment I saw in the Greek newspaper. I, I'm not going to take it. I found another place, but go there and tell them you're Greek. So I went, I told them I was Greek and they asked me a few questions about like, you know, what's your favorite food? And I think I said musica or something. And they said, sure. <laughs> and I got to the apartment. You know. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. But the Y was, the Y was one of the craziest places. I, I, it was, a, there was this guy that lived on my floor who was a nice guy. One day I dropped my shirt in the laundry, knocked on my door. You know, he, he wore those Teddy boy uh, suits and stuff. And um, one night he told me that some guy owed him money and, you know, he was going to take care of the guy. And he flashed like this little sort of small pocket gun, you know, and I was like, okay. So, well, I mean, how much is the watch worth? I mean, yeah, man, I'm from Texas and you don't, you know, you don't mess with me, man. Because so I was like, after that, I'd see the guy and kind of like, and about two, a month later, I'm coming back from school. There's about 13 FBI cars in front of the Y. <laughs> the guy, the guy was wanted for two murders. Oh my God. That's and he, wild. And he come out with like the handcuffs on and everything. And I think he waved to me or something. Like I like I had to duck, <laughs> you know. But it, wow. yeah, but it was a trip. And then I got my I, I got that apartment in Hell's Kitchen and I kept it for the longest time. And then, you know, we, we saw this building up here and we needed a little more space. And we came up here. Yeah. We talked to, um, Vianne Cox, uh, who lives in hell's kitchen now, I believe she played yeah. Toby in, uh, in Seinfeld, but, um, yeah, it's just, a, it's, it's so great hearing these stories. And, uh, we've heard some great stories from some of our guest stars about, uh, how great the, uh, the, the season rap parties are on Seinfeld. And I know, I mean, you were there for season nine. Were you, were you able to go to the rap party? How, how'd that all go Great. down? They're the only show. They were the only show I've ever been on that invites the guest stars to the rap party. I couldn't believe it. I was like, really? Yeah. So yeah. Nice. I was wondering if that was normal. Cause we hear it a lot it's from not, the guest stars. Yeah. It's never, I've never been on a show in my life that they invite me to. I, I've recurred on shows and they haven't, they don't invite you to the rap party. Oh, that's great. So it was great. And I, I, the girl I was dating at the time, we went, she was a big fan and we were sitting on the set. We we're, you know, we were in the living room and, you know, and, uh, everybody came up and said, hi. And, you know, a few, and I knew a few of the people that were on the show that year. Right, right. Ileana and, uh, you know, and, and, yeah. and Ileana showed up, and um, uh, Steve Heitner was there. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, Tanya, yeah. Steve, Steve, and I did a movie in uh, Cabo San Lucas, and it was our last day of shooting. The night before was all the Christmas parties. It was like about December twenty first. The movie was wrapping up like the twenty third, and it was our last day. And all we had to do on our last day, I played this, this like thug hitman. He played this FBI guy. And all he had to do was like handcuff me and throw me in a car. That's all we had to do. So we decided to go to these Christmas parties and they all knew we were in the film. So the tequila started going and well, the next day, it was about 900 degrees out and like we're in sport coats and shit. We had a f six o'clock call and this old 
older character actor named Richard Bradford. He used to live with Jack Nicholson. Really interesting, colorful guy. And I, and this was the third time I worked with him. And I walked up and he said, you look like shit. <laughs> <laughs> and he, and Steve, and me and Steve were dying. We were just like, oh, God. So we're thinking, hey, man, I, we, I said to Richard, we're going to get out of here. All we got is this. She goes, think again. They got Jeeps that are going to come over the thing. They got a crazy. We were there all day. <laughs> the worst hangover I've ever had in my life. And I would never have done that if I had lines. I had no lines. But I could go to these parties. I got no lines. I mean, I could have somebody put handcuffs on me and put me in a car. We were there, and I'll never forget it. We would, me and Steve would look at each other and just go like, "Yeah." But that was that's my Steve Heitner story. I like him. He's a sweet guy. Yeah, he's a yeah, Greg, and he's he was also an FBI agent in uh, in the Line of Fire. Maybe that's his thing. That's it. Well, he was great in that. Yeah, this would yeah. Um, <laughs> I lost my train of thought. So yeah, I mean, the drink. <laughs> um, so yeah, so tell us a little bit about um how the whole process with uh, is it Raya? I'm drawing a black on her. Raya, Ray Seahorn, Ray Seahorn. So you talked about it. You hope it gets picked up again. So I, I watched the finale and I, I kind of got left like wanting yeah, it more. Seems like, like a bit like, of a what? cliffhanger. Oh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. Is I that love. That? Uh, the, the eating the wings thing, I mean, hilarious. Oh, like, it was like you were like Rocky Balboa, you know? <laughs> well, what it was, was there, I I stay in Atwater. Where are you guys? You guys East LA or yeah. West? No, we're in, the, we're in the East Coast. We're in New York, New York, New Jersey. Oh, you're we're, okay. we're outside the city, yeah. Okay. So I live in uh, Atwater there, which is like Atwater, Silver Lake sort of area. And, um, there was this workout class very close to my house that I saw online. So I went and it was great. It was in this big, huge gym, a lot of room, nice people. So I, four days a week, I would go to this workout, you know, and it was, it was good. I mean, a lot of adjustments. You weren't killing yourself. It was a good workout. And Ray was in the class. This guy, David Connolly, who's a writer. Uh, his wife, Hannah, who's a producer, we all got to know each other in this class. And, you know, I, uh, like months later, we were still, you know, hey, good morning. You want to go get a cup of coffee? We started to hang out a little bit. So one night I said, listen, I'm having a wine tasting at my backyard. Why don't you guys come? So they came. And I, whenever I had any time, I would be stringing lights and shit. And it was just basically to kind of. I never had a backyard in my life. So it was a big deal for me, you know? So I go back, I turn the lights on and they go like, holy shit. You know, cause it's, and David kept saying, we got to do something. We got to do something back here. We got to do something. And first of all, he was talking, you know, we should do like a talk show thing with wine. I said, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to do a talk show. Thing. You know, like where <laughs> I'm going like to pour the wine, like, all right, well tell me about when you first got into show. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> okay, so, um, I said, if you come up with a script and, you know, we, we can get enough money to get a small crew and film it, I'm in. And Ray said the same thing. I'll do it. 
So he come back with a script. And I called a friend of mine, Casey Washington, and I said, listen, you want to do this? It's one night. We'll be working from five in the afternoon to five in the morning. You know, sure. So we get this cast together. We do it. And uh, sent it out to a few festivals. It got accepted to Sundance in uh, South by Southwest. And uh, this guy, Evan uh, Shapiro, who used to work for uh, uh, National Lampoon, he saw it. And then another person saw it. And then AMC saw it and said, we want to give you guys money to do more. And that's how it happened. Wow. They gave us money to do more. And we wrote five more. We had to, they wanted us to reshoot the pilot. They didn't give us any notes, which was beautiful. They didn't say, don't change anything. We just want it. We want it in terms of continuity, the same style as the other episodes. And we had more money for a better crew and not a better crew it was the same crew but a better camera better lighting blah 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 so we did six episodes in six days and um they let us know recently that it's gotten between 3.5 million and 400 hit four million hits wow so um that's impressive man i hope we carry on with it and with the with the emmy nomination from with her i think as hot as she is now and i can't tell you what a great actor she is and a great person and um hopefully we'll do a few more yeah it's it it was fun to watch her her keeling over it in that last episode Uh, was hilarious guys i can't tell you how happy i am here that you guys dug it i really do because i mean you guys know comedy and it really makes my day that you guys enjoyed it. And I can yeah. tell you enjoyed it because I've been bullshitted enough in my life. And I know, <laughs> somebody, I know when someone yeah. doesn't like it and they say shit like, oh, yeah, man, your yard is crazy. You know, like you guys are pointing out things that happen. No, in the, the, the kid that plays the influencer guy, he's great, too. The, yeah. the kid yeah. you got to play that influencer yeah. guy is good. I, I can't thank you enough because, yeah, yeah believe me, all, all the years of doing theater, you know, you walk out and you just know when somebody starts talking about the lighting that, that you know, they don't, wow, the lighting? Who lit- <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? I, I was up on stage for an hour and a half. What the fuck? What do you mean? Who lit it? <laughs> One time I did this play. It was, the, I swear to God, this was the worst play in the history of theater. It was this woman from Pittsburgh who was worth millions and millions and fancied herself as a playwright and writes this shitty play. And of course, you know, you're starving to death. You'll take any. And it was it just got worse. And when they brought in a new director and but Jose Ferrer's son, Rafi, who who went on to be one of the great voiceover actors in Hollywood, he's done so much left regular acting and just makes a ton. Do. So Rafi and I, you know, we're in this, it's horrible, but he said, my dad's here tonight. You, do you want to go to dinner with us? I've told him all about you. And, you, know, you know, I said, sure. You know, he, well, come on, we're going to go over and meet him. He's at Shea Josephine on 42nd. So we walk in, there's Jose Ferrer. He's got the ascot on. I mean, everybody's coming up and kissing his ring and, you know, and a very noble looking guy. And he comes up and he stands up and he says hello to us. Rob, oh, kisses Rob. We sit down and he's got a beautiful bottle of wine. And he says, 
Rafi, Lewis, it was the worst night I have ever spent in the theater. <laughs> but neither of you embarrassed yourselves. I said, I'll take it. What the fuck? I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, hey, that's a, a buffalo thick skin, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, what's great about the show also, Lou, is, you know, you're always wanting more. I like the kind of the, the short episodes, you know? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, yeah. it fun, makes it fun to watch. It's yeah. just, you know, gets to the and, point. And if need be, they're written in a way that if they want to, they want to edit it together and make it a half hour. It's very easy to do. I mean, I, we watched it as a half hour and there was absolutely no, you wouldn't know that it was. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Cause they kind of take off right after the next one yeah. and it's, yeah. it's edited. Yeah. It makes All right, Lou, be before we let you go, I'm, I'm just okay. assuming, I'm assuming you're a bills fan. Yeah. Who's your guy? Who, who's your ultimate bill? Don't say OJ. Oh Jesus! Are you kidding me? Uh, my 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 favorite Bill over the years, uh, Thurman Thomas. I love oh, and Joe good. Ferguson. Remember Joe Ferguson in the seventies? I loved him as, as he was a great quarterback. And I and I worked at this restaurant where the Bills hung out, and and he was the nicest guy in the world. Um, but this uh, Josh Allen is wonderful. That Kansas City game was just insane. Uh, it was so ridiculous. It, first of all, from what I understand, I'm going to make this quick. From what I understand, and, and I know guys that are close to that organization there, is somehow the word didn't get down to the kicker to line drive it. They wanted him to line drive it. 13 it, seconds, right? Yeah. Whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that knocks point. off four or five seconds, right? So line drive it, let the guy have to grab it, you know, on a bounce or whatever, and, and you knock off at least four seconds, right? He kicks it away. But my question is, as the kicker, why don't you walk up to somebody and say, do you really want me to kick it away? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. at that point, they would go, no. Didn't you get the memo? I mean, you know, so that <laughs> when I was sitting there thinking to myself, what the fuck is he kicking? <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo with their kickers, man. It's a tough. Oh yeah, that's a oh, tough oh, one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a tough one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, hey, Lou, thanks so much that's for uh, taking a trip down memory lane with us. You, uh, yeah. best so of luck to Cooper's Bar. Great show, everyone. Watch and, Cooper's Bar, AMC. Yeah. And then and listen, you was you was Phil. Forget about it. You know, I, and I didn't know you guys were on the East Coast, so I'll I'll. Uh, email you got to come into Harlem and go to this little pizzeria that I go with. We'll have a we'll have a pizza and a beer. Yes. All right. All right. <laughs> done and done. All right. You guys Thank are you, great. Love. Thank you so much. Thank Thanks, you. Love. Have a great night. Take, Take care. care. Bye bye. 